0: Jesus was in 100% control of the entire situation, even to the point when he said, okay, now it is time for me to yield the ghost.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today here on In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder, Jr. And today, uh, this is one of those somber days because we're going to be focusing again on Jesus' death. Uh, We've come to the part of the story of Jesus, a real true story as an accurate historical account, of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And so while we're somber today because we're studying his uh, final moments and what happened as he died, and so many things happened the moment he died, we're also thrilled because we know that in three days he rose again. And he ascended into heaven and he's coming back for those that have put their trust in him. And so let me encourage you to pay special attention today to hear what he did for you. And we're going to start by talking about an earthquake. I don't know if many of you have been in an earthquake. I've never been in one that I was fully aware of it, but I'm going to tell you about how I woke up one day here in Illinois and uh, thought, wow, that was weird. That was a weird sound. And I have all these dreams and nightmares anyway, so I thought I was just dreaming. Later, I found Out there really was an earthquake here in Illinois. Uh, But wherever you live, let me invite you to come and listen live to um, an amazing American. His name is Mike Pompeo. He was our Secretary of State under. President Trump, and he's coming to our church this Sunday. Now, if you live too far away, let me invite you to listen or watch the live stream this Sunday, March 12th at 11 o'clock Central Time. But if you're anywhere nearby, we'd love to have you come and hear him in person. I'm so excited to have this man who knows Jesus Christ as Savior and who wants to fight for America and not give up an inch of those things that are important for us. It's wonderful to finally hear a voice of someone that opposes all the nonsense that people are promoting these days and is very biblical in his approach to life and to government. And so I'm excited about that. Again, that's this Sunday, March 12th, Quinton Road Baptist Church, Lake Zurich, Illinois. And if you're in the area here in Chicago or Milwaukee or anywhere in the Midwest, let me invite you to come and listen to him. And then again, if you're too far away, uh, you can join our live stream this Sunday, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then also, we would love for you to watch tonight as In Grace broadcast on TBN. We have a program called In Grace every Wednesday night, and you can watch a walkthrough creation with Ken Ham. If you want to see the Creation Museum, if you want to see Ken Ham on television, tonight watch us on TBN or anytime on our YouTube channel, just search for In Grace and you can watch watch all of our free YouTube programs. And then at the end of the program, I'll tell you how you can get your own video copy of A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham. How many of you have been in an earthquake? Some of you, but I thought we were rather safe here in Illinois. But one morning, well, really early, really at night, I felt like I since the house had moved. Now, that's not the most unusual thing in my life, because I dream that all the time, that the house is about to fall, all the time. So I woke up, I thought, well, that felt like the house just shook, and everything seemed fine, and I fell back asleep. In the morning, I was listening to the news and I heard that in southern Illinois there was a 5.8 earthquake. And the style of earthquakes that we would have in our area, this was in the Wabash Valley seismic zone which is just to the north of the New Madrid fault. The earthquakes that we have are more of where you're going to feel them farther. Maybe they won't be as severe of a shake But certainly, you're going to feel them the farther you go. I couldn't believe it. I said, finally, I was in an earthquake. And I was so excited and so happy about it that I survived the earthquake of, I think it was 2008. April is burned into my memory for some reason. And as I was listening to the news, they said that the earthquake actually was felt very far away, as far north as Wisconsin. And they said that all of the milk cows for a week were giving milkshakes <laughs> after that. So I was, I was amazed at that whole experience. And so we are going to talk about an earthquake that happened 2,000 years ago, and it was not caused by plates shifting or slipping But the earthquake that we're going to talk about today is an earthquake that was a result of the creation shifting when the creator was dying. The creator of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth was giving up his spirit. And we read in Matthew 27, in verse 50, in our series, The Story of Jesus, the life of our dear Savior, as he was giving up his life, he had predicted this, he had come for this moment, for this time in history, when he was coming not to... Heal people, although he did. He wasn't coming to raise people from the dead, although he did. He wasn't coming to show us how to live, although he did. He was coming to die for our sins. He had been arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was sweating drops of blood, realizing that he was going to become sin. The perfect, righteous, holy, innocent, God in the flesh, Jesus, was going to be taking upon himself all of our sins. He was arrested he was tried he was convicted found innocent three times and still convicted to death by crucifixion and so it was the worst form of execution ever to be contrived Jesus died on the cross in Matthew 27 50 it says Jesus when he had cried again with a loud voice yielded up the ghost You know what that tells me? That tells me that Jesus was in 100% control of the entire situation, even to the point when he said, Okay, now it is time for me to yield the ghost, the spirit. He died on his terms, in his way. He said the things that he needed to say. He was showing compassion, even while he was hanging on a cross, to the thief and to his mother. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Every breath he took, and you have to breathe to speak, was causing him excruciating pain. But he did that for you and for me. And there he was, his body, lifeless. Now, did God die at that moment? No. His body did experience death. His real physical body. How do we know that? You know, there were early false teachers that said that Jesus didn't have a literal body, a physical body. Well, the apostle John, who wrote one of the gospels for us, talks about him, about Jesus, bleeding water and blood as he was pierced. Real blood, real water, real body. And this moment is forever marked as the darkest day humanity has ever known, but also at the very moment, the brightest day for humans who are willing to accept Jesus' payment for our sins. Isn't that a juxtaposition? To be just a a horrible, horrible, hideous, appalling thing, yet in that same moment, it's just the most beautiful act of sacrifice and love that anyone has ever done or will ever do. You. So we're going to go to John's account as we're going through the different gospels, looking at, we're, we're making sure we don't miss anything in the life of Christ. And we're coming up near the end. I mean, this is his death. Now, there's still a lot to come because there's still a lot more in the story of, of Jesus, the real true story of Jesus. But in John 19, we're going to look at verse 31, and it says, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation, and I'm going to explain that a little bit later, that The day that Jesus died, you know, we always say it was Good Friday. It wasn't good, and it wasn't Friday. Okay, I'll just say that, and I'll get back to that in a second. That the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. Okay, now you're saying, well, Sabbath day is a Saturday. Not necessarily. They had special Sabbath days. And there would have been a special Sabbath day at the time of Passover, for that Sabbath day was a high day. So you could have had on Friday that high Sabbath day in preparation or for the Passover, and then the next day was the Sabbath, the Saturday. So I believe Jesus died on Thursday, personally, and that would give him enough time to be three days and three nights in the ground as predicted. But in order to get the bodies down before this sunset, which would start that special day, which I believe is Friday, the Jews besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. They, they said, okay, enough is enough. Let's get these guys down. We have to, to be ready, prepared for this holy day. Can you imagine that? They had just allowed the Son of God, they had just um, moved for his crucifixion, and they're still worried about their holiness. And by the way, why would they need to break the legs? Uh, to speed up the death. Well, remember, crucifixion is death by many reasons, but the main one is asphyxiation. And so in order to expel uh, the air, and you have to do that, right? You breathe in, you breathe out. You'd have to lift yourself up. And after a while, you're getting more and more tired, and that's eventually when they would die. They just couldn't do it anymore. And every time you did, you'd have that pain Remember, you'd have to push up on your feet. Your feet are nailed to a cross. All sorts of nerves and things are affected by that. The pain had to shoot through the body every time they did. But if they weren't dead yet and they needed to speed it up, and it had been hours, right? It had been at least six hours. They would typically come along and break the legs, and therefore, the person would not be able to push up, and they would die quickly after that. Verse 32 of John 19, we continue. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. They were commanded to break the legs by Pilate. These were Roman soldiers. You do not disobey the Roman governor but they came to Jesus they found out he was already dead they didn't break his legs but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water
1: you're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. how old is the earth? did Noah's flood really happen? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than InGrace's exciting video series, A Walk Through Creation, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky with answers in Genesis founder Ken Ham. Together, they discuss how modern science actually backs up truths found in Scripture. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace and... When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to gain a deeper understanding of the Young Earth Creation perspective. To get this limited-time offer, call now 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047.
0: Why blood and water? One author has written it this way. As Jesus hangs on the cross, the weight of his body pulls down on the diaphragm and the air moves into his lungs and remains there. Jesus must push up on his nailed feet, causing more pain to exhale. The difficulty surrounding exhalation leads to a slow form of suffocation. Carbon dioxide builds up in the blood, resulting in a high level of carbonic acid in the blood. The body responds instinctively, triggering the desire to breathe. At the same time, the heart beats faster to circulate the available oxygen. The decreased oxygen, due to the difficulty in exhaling, causes damage to the tissues and the capillaries, beginning to leak watery fluid from the blood Into the tissues. This results in a buildup of fluid around the heart and lungs. The collapsing lungs, failing heart, dehydration, and inability to get sufficient oxygen to the tissues eventually suffocate the victim. The decreased oxygen also damages the heart itself, myocardial infraction, which leads to cardiac arrest. In severe cases of cardiac stress, the heart can even burst, a process known as cardiac rupture. I think that's what happened to Jesus. He died of a broken heart for you and for me. And so when he was pierced, blood and water came out. And then John continues to write in John 19, 35, and he that saw it bear record. So he was an eyewitness. John was there. There were women at the cross, and John was there. remember, Jesus said to John to take care of his mother. So John was there. He was an eyewitness, and he said, "His record is true, and he knoweth that he sa- saith true, that ye might what believe. That's what the gospel of John is all about. It's to the unbelievers, so that you might believe. Read it, read it. Read the book of John. Verse 36, for these things were done, why? That the scripture should be fulfilled. So he's bringing biblical prophecy. Old Testament prophets had predicted what? A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look upon him whom they have pierced. It's amazing that the Roman soldiers did not do what they were commanded to do by Pilate. They were supposed to break the legs of the crucifixion victims, but they did do what they were not supposed to do, piercing the side of Jesus. Without even realizing it, they were fulfilling these ancient prophecies. I find that to be incredible. Zechariah 12.10 says that he would be pierced. And Numbers 9.12 says that not a bone of the Passover lamb Should be broken, and Jesus was the lamb that had been slain. As a matter of fact, in heaven, as Jesus is going to be the one declared that has the rights to this earth, that has not only created it but redeemed it. The angels the, around the throne of heaven, the choirs in heaven, are going to say and sing these words of Revelation 5, 11. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. What was this choir of angels singing? They were saying... With a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Because of what he did on the cross, he fulfilled every prophecy, every type, every picture perfectly. He is worthy. He is worthy. And he died as a lamb, he's coming back as a lion. So what else happened during that time? Well, a lot of things. There's an incredible amount of detail from the time Jesus died until the time that he was put into the grave. And that's the time that we're focusing on now in my message, his ground-shaking sacrifice. Something happened the moment Jesus yielded up his spirit. Something happened that is incredible, several things. But this one, in Matthew 27, we'll pick up Matthew's account, in verse 50, it says, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Now, why would the veil of the temple be torn from the top to the bottom at the moment that Jesus died? Well, you have to go back and understand what is the veil of the temple? What was it for? Both the tabernacle, which was the portable temple, basically, and then the temple had a building. And on the building, inside the building, you had two rooms. One was two-thirds larger than the other, two-thirds and one-third. The holy place was where the table of showbread was, the altar of incense. And there, uh, the priest would go in and do continual Uh, duties in the holy place but then behind a veil would have been the holy of holies and the holy of holies would have contained the ark of the covenant and only once a year only the high priest could go in through the veil into the holy of holies and that's where the high priest on the day of atonement would atone for the sins of the nation So in order for the nation to have a a good fellowship with their creator, with God, they had to go through this man, this high priest, and he had to go through a lot of different steps to make sure he, when he went in, he wouldn't die. And he would go in and he would put blood on the altar of the Ark of the Covenant. And at the moment Jesus died, in this grand, grand temple that... First, Solomon had built, it had been torn down, and then Zerubbabel rebuilt, and then Herod made it grand. That veil, and they say it was very thick, uh, as thick as several phone books. You don't know what that is. Ask someone that's a little older what a phone book is. Thick, and it was torn. You can't tear that veil with human hands. And if you did, would it tear from the bottom to the top? This veil tore from the top to the bottom. What is the significance of this? I think it is God telling the Jewish people and all people that no longer do you have to go through a man to have fellowship with Almighty God. Hebrews 10, in verse 19, it speaks to this. It actually talks about this. It says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest, how? By the blood of Jesus. Before it was the blood of animals that you could go before the presence of a holy God. But because God died for you, Jesus died for you, his blood was poured out onto the ground underneath the cross at Golgotha, at Calvary. You and I now have access to go directly to the throne of grace. Because of the, we can now enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Verse 20 of Hebrews 10. By a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God. Jesus, by the way, is called the great high priest. Not after the order of Aaron or, or of Levi, But Jesus would be after the order of Melchizedek. Now, that's a whole other sermon. We don't have time for that. But Jesus is our great high priest. And he's interceding for us today. You can go directly to God from wherever you're at. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. You don't have to go to the temple. You don't have to get a high priest to do it for you. You have access to God today because the veil was torn from top to bottom. How wonderful it is to know that Jesus died for our sins and the payment was made. It is finished and the veil of the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. Now you have access to. God directly. You don't have to wait for a priest or a certain day, a temple. You can go directly to him and how wonderful that is. If you have questions about eternal life, call us at 1-800-78-GRACE during business hours or leave a voicemail after hours or go to our website ingraceradio.com. And as I promised at the beginning of the program, we have a great video series I'd love to send to you. It's called A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham. It's going to be broadcast tonight on TBN, but you might want to get this entire video series for yourself and get to see the Creation Museum there in Northern Kentucky. We also would love to send you two other videos that have to do with creation. One is the the Ark Encounter. We go through that with Ken's son-in-law, Bodie Hodge. That's a nice video series. And a third video called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. All three of these would be yours for a gift of $35 or more to Engrace. If you just want the Creation Museum with Ken Ham, any gift to Engrace, we will thank you by sending you this exciting video.
1: Don't forget to get the video series, A Walkthrough Creation with Ken Ham, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.